Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How can you freaking choose a modern monkey song Scott that Schimmel's no one's time. heard? Literally no one in the universe has heard this song. Scott Schimmel's like, that's a good song. That that does not it's count like at all. Time. Scott's on the list of no one. Like, that's not a real song. That song sucked and it wasn't popular. Like, you were like, like I don't know how you chose that one. That one was a disaster. You don't want to know how I chose it. 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys. Fellas! How are you? Wait. And ladies? Fellas! fellas. Wait a minute. Um, Alright, so, Jeff, you're out in Berkeley doing fine. Ben, you're in Knoxville doing fine. Ben, who do you have here with us? I have a very special guest, and we have a political podcast. It's the mayor of Knoxville, Tennessee. We've got a lot of searching questions for her. Oh, yes. Yeah. All about um, our music selections. Those are the Yeah, no, for sure. That's what the voters want to hear, Timmy. Come on. That's right. Uh, it's like sidewalks, and- paving, and 50 years of music. That's right. <laughs> uh, and here in Asheville, I have the robot lady, Helen Plain. Woo-hoo! Woo! To, to weigh in on our musical selections. Do I need to respond? And uh, my wife is on speaker picture phone. Yeah. So I'll just hold her picture up. So she's here in spirit. Has your wife acknowledged uh, the podcast yet, Jeff? This is how bad it is. So for those of you that downloaded today's episode that has a little caveat at the front, I was recording that sitting next to her and then I played it back loudly through the computer to make okay. sure I was coherent. Right. And I turned I turned to her and I said, did that sound okay? And she's like, I wasn't listening. <laughs> she never, not only has she never listened to the podcast, but she wasn't <laughs> listening when I was sitting next to her recording the podcast live. Wow. The time. So, wow. Well, sure, she is sure that you guys are just great. She is very confident that the show is enormously entertaining when our, you guys are talking. Number one, uh, virtual fan yes well we are we are doing a cleanup podcast right now of the final podcast of season one uh the hits and misses uh of our 50 years of music with 50 year old white guys podcast here on the drive-in podcast network where all your podcasting needs may be met india you are a bright person 
brilliant, some might say. How many downloads or listens do you suppose your husband's podcast has garnered? First of all, you should call it Tim's podcast. Don't it's not mine. Do I get an over under? Or I thought we were going to do geography, Olympics. I I'm a little baby names. Uh, I mean, here's your here's your range. Um, Three fifty year old educators started putting out uh, their thoughts on the. I know you're big in Cutter. (laughs) You know, you got a couple downloads there. I love that you're like, there's a range, and then you start self-aggrandizing. Like, don't give the story of the downloads. Give her a number range. Okay, uh, give me some numbers. Are we over under 15,000? Over. Yay! Are we over under 25,000? Under. <laughs> over. Indeed. Over? Ah. Uh, yeah, our goal, our goal was 25,000. Um, and right now we're sitting at 23,000 or so. Which is the point of this show, right? To like kick you this over. Is it. Bring it over the, oh, yeah. over the That's top. Right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Once uh, we make all the Knoxville City employees listen, then we'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> Can we use COVID uh, dollars to incentivize people? That's right. That's right. There's a there's a Dogecoin uh, <laughs> a promotional thing in minute 25 of this episode. Keep listening. <laughs> Um, and we also have a new country in our top 10. It is a South American country where, uh, where we have the 10th most listens. What country is it, Ben Barton? Paraguay, for sure. Paraguay. Or maybe Uruguay. <laughs> Jeff, he just wanted <laughs> to pronounce those. He did. I'll say Chile. India? Argentina. Okay. <laughs> Helen, what about you? I don't know. Naming countries. Uh, I go with Peru. Wow, it's Brazil. Uh, <laughs> that was the obvious one because that's the biggest population. But that's yeah. fine. I'm I'm really psyched about Uruguay. I don't know if you know the starting point guard for the Tennessee Vols is Uruguayan. Is I did not know that. Okay. Did well, you know that Uruguay hosted the first modern World Cup? Very nice. But why are we praising Uruguay? We should be praising Brazil, which is where useful people live. Brazil! Viva Brazil! All right. Um, so this is usually the time in the podcast where we cut the chit-chat and get right to the Grammy winner. There is no year for this podcast. What we're trying to do is we're trying to figure out the MVP for each of these categories in the last 50 years. So let's start with the Grammy songs. We're trying to figure out the worst Grammy song we've heard in these 50 years and the best Grammy winner we have heard. Jeff Simons, do you have a nominee? Yes, I think the worst Grammy winner was 1993's A Whole New World. That's a howling dog choice to pick that unforgivable Little Mermaid song as the Grammy winning song. Uh, Just awful. That was 1990? 1993, yeah. 93. But you know that um, Aladdin had Robin Williams in it. So yeah. I'm kind of picking against Robin Williams. Look at this stuff. Isn't it neat? Is how that song begins. And then it gets worse from there. And The Little Mermaid is aged poorly. I believe she is 16 when Wait. she grows legs and heads on to land. Like, that's just a cringe worthy event. Yeah, but you've got the wrong 
movie. Oh, oh is Aladdin? Aladdin is a whole new world. It's also that movie's crazy racist. Have you watched it lately? Like it's so bad. The whole street rat thing, and the like. I actually used Aladdin as an example of of cultural hegemony in a presentation at a uh, POCC conference. Okay. So yeah, if it's not, it's it it doesn't hold up super well. So you're and not- I hate that song. I really <laughs> my favorite use of that song is the SNL skit where. They're on the carpet and they keep flying into like garbage and birds and she's getting dirtier and dirtier. It's really great. All right. That's a, a strong nominee. Ben and India, do you guys, are you sharing your opinion or do you have- We could share. India, you could, you could join with you me. Go first. I'm still, I'm, I, I just did you guys. I didn't, I'm, I need another minute to finish. It's like a joint thing. checking account. Yes. Uh, that's a fine selection, Jeff, but I believe I've tro- topped you. Send in the clown. That was what I was going to pick. I wrote there that. ought to be clowns. <laughs> it was on my short list. It really was. That's a horrible song. So is I mean, Jeff. I know you mentioned the Krusty the Clown and the actual podcast, but is I'm starting to feel this is meta. Kind of this episode right here is like the Krusty the Clown retrospective. Of <laughs> oh, it is. Like, that's good. That's so true. <laughs> Angry, angry young man. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think those are uh, really hard to argue against, but dragging your dead father out of the grave to sing. Oh, I know that was my other one. I just think that was uncalled for um, and, and really unforgettable. Or like, unforgivable. That's really what it should be called. That's uh, that's my worst Grammy song. We should just end there. That's fine. Those those three all sucked. And then the clowns. I was. I that was my vote too. Okay. I got sent in the clowns right here. If you want it. All right. Give us a few notes. I knew. I knew he really wants it. He secretly loves it. Oh, good lord! What instrument is that? What do you think? Is that just a horrible sounding violin or is it like a bassoon? That's a horrible sounding Casio keyboard is what that is for (laughs) sure. There's no way Barbra Streisand didn't demand a full symphony orchestra. You know, there's a hundred guys at Capitol Studio playing this thing. This isn't, this isn't Barbara. This is Barbara. Oh, Judy, Judy won the uh, Grammy. Oh, she did? Yeah. Oh, this this version is far, far worse. Isn't it rich? Yeah, we'll just stop there. <laughs> That's right. Isn't he rich? Right when Scott joins the podcast. Hey! It's his entry. It's his entry song. Best Grammy song. This is an easy one. Ben Barton. This is America. That's the east. That's the best Grammy song, and it's it's partially because the song is great. That's actually the best song that came out that year. But it's second because it's the rare Grammy song where it's a really forward-looking sound. Like right. the the happy part of it is not forward-looking, but the wall, wall. This is America. It's like very industrial, strong of them. It's a great thing. Hard to argue with. Yep. I, I had a couple. I thought I had that down, but since we can have two different votes, I'm going to vote for single ladies. Oh, that's a good one. And it's and I think uh, it's fun to have the Grammy be like a little more upbeat and it's good to have some ladies uh, represented, right, Helen? 
yeah, I hear you. Helen is Helen doesn't want to see ladies represented. This is going to get uncomfortable. No. <laughs> um, I went. I tried to pick the one that uh, best encapsulated that year. Like you know, the real problem with the Grammys is they're like a decade behind. So sure. I tried to pick the one where I thought like actually that was the most popular song of that year. And I was lazy and didn't look up any of the choices beyond 2000. Right. So I went. I went with Every Breath You Take which in 1983 was the was the most popular song of the year and is a perfectly written song. So I went with that one. It's really remarkable. Um, such a good song. Oh. Um, that, that was gonna be one of my, I, that was on the short list of worst ones. That's the year the freaking Thriller came out. No, it's not. 82 is Thriller and 83 is Synchronicity. I double checked. It's not, it's not, uh, it's not a snub of a Thriller song. That was the year before. All right, I'm gonna double check. All uh -huh. right, uh, I'm gonna do a shout out to my mom, and um, she's a huge fan. I don't, I don't think she really knows what their name means, the band's name, but she loved "What a Fool Believes." Doobies. She could do a little jitterbug to that song, like you wouldn't believe uh, when that song came on. So I'm gonna do a little shout out to Nana with the Doobie Brothers. I love it. She hasn't reached the age where she's figured out why they're called the Doobie Brothers? Nope. Not okay. yet. Let's just keep that on the DL, <laughs> Jen Simon. She does not need to know. Uh, all right. So the number one hit? Ben is still angrily. I'm still looking at it. I'm still looking at it. First of all, album of the year went to Quincy Jones and Michael Jackson for Thriller and beat it. Song of the year went to the police for every breath you take. Right. They gave right. the freaking Grammy to the police in the year that Thriller came out. That's that pretty sad. Oh, whatever. That's pretty sad. <laughs> I like that song. <laughs> Look at you. Oh, I'm whatever. A, I'm having a happy day. I'm not getting pulled in. I'm not. <laughs> it's gonna get worse as we go on. As 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 I make worse and worse choices. Um, what was your number one, India? Uh, number one worst. Number one. Yes, had yellow number. ribbon on it. I was doing best number one. No, worst number one. Worst number one, not Grammy. Yeah. Okay, tie yellow ribbon. Yes, that's indeed. an easy one. Yes, one thousand percent. That sounded like it was from like nineteen thirty. <laughs> That string se that section that kicks in is exceptionally awful. Wow. And it has nothing to do with what was actually happening with music in 1973. I mean, right. there's so much good music coming out then. I don't know who picked these. Uh, well, it was number one, so it's actually... Yeah, oh, that was the a people huge, picked it. That's the people's people. choice, man. Well, no, no accounting for taste. I've got, um, I've got 
Olivia Newton-John's physical as my worst number one. No way! Oh, oh yeah. Uh, I don't know about that. That was too explicit for you, Tim. You didn't like yeah, it. Yeah, it was too much about sex. You were like, I don't I like that at all. It's, that video it, came on. It was the video, yeah. Yeah. He's still a little uncomfortable with that one, yeah. <laughs> uh, you Light Up My Life is another good one. Yeah, that was my pretty terrible choice. number one hit. Oof. You, smooth, oh. smooth is a really bad. Oh, yes. Gosh. And Smooth was the Grammy. Smooth is really like number one. I don't know that one. Smooth oh, is when song. I gave up on the people. Smooth is when I was like, well, I guess I just don't. I just am not connected to everybody anymore. Like that song, I hated that song from the second I heard it, and just watching it become I can't be so famous just absolutely broke my heart. That song's so awful. It's pretty bad. Those stupid timbale, like ba 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 da da. I mean, Let's everything. Play, it, play a clip. I want to hear how bad. Oh, it is. smooth. I can't think of it. Oh. Yeah. Like if Oya was crossed with Hootie oh. and the Blowfish, it was so bad. <laughs> Here it is. Ready. Who sings it? Uh, well, technically Santana, but it's the guy from uh, Rob Thomas. Ma Ma Matchbox Twenty is that where he's from? Yeah, right. exactly. Millie Vanilli. Uh, by the way, um, fascinating that this week we were contacted by uh, Spotify, um, their, their, their lawyers, that the Universal Music Group objected to a song on our 19 uh, or a 2002 podcast. And they, Spotify yanked our 2002 podcast. It, has, anyone, has our legal department come back to us with an answer of, of how long we could play a clip for? So listen, the legal department charges $500 an hour and we need a retainer. So when the retainer comes in, I will look into it for sure. I'm going to go ahead and expect that that's about 50 hours of work. So just send in the retainer. I, I do not want you to assume that because you are a professor at law school that, that this falls on your shoulders. What was the song that got flagged? Yeah, that's what I want to know too. Hey, Ma. Well, I thought I could figure it out based on which record labels are under the Universal Music Group, but every record label is under the Universal Music Group. So I, I really can't tell which song it was. I bet it's Hey Ma, Cameron. You think so? Huh. You know what they should have said? They should have said, don't touch nothing. That should have been the whole letter. Should have been the whole cease and desist letter. Uh, good stuff. All right. Are you still with us? Or you out? No, I think I'm on the out. She's Big robot ladies gotta sign off, everybody. Helen, you're the best. Woo! Thanks for joining us. All right, uh, India King Cannon and Scott Schimmel have joined us to tell us the best selection and the worst selection of each of the three of us, and then one song that they wish we'd included. But oh. first, are we not doing the best number one songs yet? Are we skipping that? Oh, oh should right. we do the best number one? Let's do best number one. And I, then I went with I, I went with when. I went with when doves cry as the best number one. Me too. Me too. Look at that. That's three of us. That's a good one. I'll just take that. Okay. I'll throw I'll throw Rolling in the Deep. Just yeah, I looked at that too. Also outstanding. Yeah. Um, and then the other one that we looked at was Nothing Compares to You. 
just because Sinead crushes it. Did you see the, the big article in the New York Times yesterday about Sinead O'Connor? I did indeed. Oh. She looks just like she did in 1989. Stop. All right. Cool. Moving on to the Scott and India portion of our program. Who wants to go first? I vote for Scott. I'll go first. All right. All right. So I was tasked with picking the worst songs and the best songs, in my opinion, of each of you, correct? Yes. All right. Do you want to just go with the worst for each one of you? Let's do it. We're not, we're not afraid. Okay. All right. Ben Barton. I'll start with you. Oh, how dare you? So I tried to be really careful and not pick artists that I disliked. You know, that, I thought that would be unfair if I just said I disliked a particular artist. For instance, if we were going to go with, if I started with Tim, so I really don't like Tom Morello. So I didn't, you know, say Rabbit's Revenge was the worst song that Tim picked. So that's for instance. All right. But uh, I picked three of yours, Ben. <laughs> Decepticon karate boat neither one of those were the best songs of those years but the one song that really i was really disappointed it was 1982 want to be starting something that was my least really favorite yeah sorry that wow. was that was the one that didn't quite uh make you the really, cut in 1982 you really want to be starting something here because that's you a know, i know that's tough. a tough get um jeff i will say finding your least my least favorite songs in your list was tough it was really tough. I thought it would be... It would be because there were so me, many. Right? There were there so were, many. No, no, no. You had so many strong songs. And you had really good, like, the show up song and the knob and way. You made such great cases for those songs, even though I didn't find them amazing. Uh, the song that I really dislike, not not because I like Hyam, uh, but The Wire is not, uh, I don't think, the strongest song. Definitely not the strongest song of 2013. But uh, Tattooed Love Boys, that was the one that I thought was probably the one you, you kind of missed missed there in 1980. And then, um, Tim, you had a few clunkers, but I'm not going to, you, you got hammered on uh, quite often, and I'm not going to uh, pick on you too much. But um, Never Too Much, the Luther Vandross song. No, <laughs> sorry. Uh, the Me and the, the Magdalena is actually a good song, but you know, it was written by uh, Colin Malloy of the Decemberists. Right. He should have made that his own song, kicking that to the monkeys in 2017. That was just, yeah. no. But uh, the one that I really missed out because I'm a huge fan Morrison song, the And the Healing Has Begun, not not the strongest song of that year. It's a good song, but not, not the strongest song that year. Sorry. Wait, who is this? What's happening right now? Again, I could get this at home. I don't need this on my podcast. Van Morrison, The Healing Has Begun. I picked it during a pandemic. It's all right, Timmy, we're not going to get defensive here, man. We're going to accept creative feedback first of all, and then we're going to move on. First of all, we have gotten off so easy. Like those, we, I mean, if, if that's what constitutes lumps, like sign me up forever. <laughs> no, no, honestly, your all's podcast has been amazing. It was really tough to find. <laughs> you know, to, to pick out the worst songs because really they weren't, but it was, I spent all day looking through this. India, do you want to do your worst songs and then we can go back no. and do the... Wait, can I add, it would have been more fun to start with the best and end on oh. the worst. Can I, can I, can I ask Scott a follow-up real quick, India? Sure. Sure. Scott, are you 
a Van Morrison fan because I know I love Van Morrison. Oh, you do? Okay. Huge, huge Van Morrison fan. Because Ben Ben's out on Van. No, I love Van Morrison. You yeah. like that? How are you enjoying that new record he made, Tim? You really you liking that? <laughs> I haven't given it a chance, but you know what? I, I try to listen to everything. Okay. Good luck. <laughs> it's gonna be a long two hours. <laughs> All right. Over to you, India. Let okay. It um I'll start with you, Tim. Uh, so one of the things I like about your role on the podcast is you are like the every every man listener. And that's sort of how I listen to music too. Right. I, the only reason I know more music than typical is because I live with Ben. That's correct. <laughs> uh, but um, so I, I sort of let the music wash over me and I like that style. But you did you did pick some doozies. Too much Irish, too much Van Morrison, um, but even your doozies I find appealing because they're they're the everyman thing. And and so I have to say the the one I picked as the worst was "Friends in Low Places" by Garth Brooks, which I actually uh, I've seen him in concert right here oh. in Knoxville, wow. and I, and it's like uh, so bad it's good. So I, it's a bad song, but I have to like it anyways. Right, yeah. like I I think. Burger King is a terrible, terrible restaurant, and it's doing terrible harm to much of America. But their chicken sandwich every once in a while. Woo. Okay, well there you go, uh, Jeff. You also have a special role on the podcast, and it's holding up the rock and roll music at all costs, all decades. That's the best, and I. I'm so tired of rock and roll. I basically don't like rock and roll. Um, so I get that it's a genre that is, has a lot of value. I have two, two worst songs. <laughs> uh, one was uh, Oh My Soul by Big Star because Big Star is very quintessential rock. I, and I've, I've always listened to it and people are like, oh, it's, it's an unsung hero. But so that was 1974. And the other one, but this is one that I, I actually grew to love after your explanation. Um, because your explanation was so quintessential, Jeff, was the mayor of Simpleton. Like that song was like, a, you wrote, you spoke an essay about it. And I, I appreciated it, the song way more. When I first heard the song, yeah. I was like, well, you know, whatever. That sounds like a lot of other songs. But then you did like the dissertation. I was like, yeah. oh, that's cool. <laughs> um, and I, you know, the title, uh, you know, struck me. So Ben, <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, I, you, I mean, I, I obviously love a lot of the songs you picked, but there's one song that, and I think uh, Tim and, and Jeff will agree, even if you like Drake, hell yeah, fucking right. It's not a good Drake song even. It's not that good. Yeah, so, hell you know, yeah. So sorry about that. That's a, that was your worst pick. Very nice. I love it. Um, so wait. Did you like the mayor of Simpleton or did you dislike the mayor of Simpleton? She's a politician. She was saying that was Jeff's worst pick, but he explained it. That was it. So let's share some best picks already. Let's move on to the good news. All right, I'll start. Politician. Best picks, I'll start with Tim as well. Uh, in second place, it's a great song and I have a, just a soft spot for, um, for this artist, but Sydney, I'll come running. Oh, It's a phenomenal song. But your you best song Brett that you Denon. picked. Who, who's saying that one? That's a uh, Brett Denon. Brett Denon. Oh, He's I missed that. Fantastic artist. I 
Uh, but your best song, and man, it's amazing how strong 1982 was, uh, Uncertain Smile. Oh, that's the best that. song that you picked. So, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Fantastic. I, picked that. I forgot I picked that. That's a great yeah. song. Jeff, you had a number of wonderful songs. Uh, and the close running for best was Where the Streets Have No Name, Town Called Malice. But your best song that you picked right out of the gate, I Want You Back. That's a good one. Yeah, I almost chose that as mine. Yeah. Um, ben Barton, Bring the Noise, really close to being your best song. Super Bad, right right there with it. But your best song was Thunder Road. Oh, nice. Totally agree. Nice. Yeah. Totally agree. Solid That's work. my pick for Ben as well. Just solid, solid as a rock. Good, good one, Scott. All right. Uh, I'll, I'll start. I, um, I learned a lot about music and I learned some new artists. And one artist that I didn't expect to like, but Tim introduced me to is Frank Turner Recovery 2013. I really like that song. Even though it was probably Irish and rock. I was like, (laughs) I I think he's British. I think he's British. British. Oh, sorry. Anyhow, it was a good song. But my favorite of the ones you picked was uh, Green Light 2017. It's a really good song. Yeah. And Jeff, you know, some of this, your songs in the in the 70s were really all-time favorites of mine. I love uh, Clamp Down, 79, American Girl, 76. And I have a soft spot for Stir It Up. I like reggae, 1973. But uh, a song, and I think this is the song, um, 2015 was the artist who wrote about um, his son who had committed suicide. Adam I Levy. I never heard of the, Adam Levy. That was such a beautiful song. I, I listen to the podcast uh, while I'm working out in my garage gym, and you know that that song and your explanation of it really was moving. So, to, and and I am I'm gonna I'm sort of like my daughters that I just listen to one song I'm like that was amazing, and then I never follow up and listen to the rest of the artists. But right. I'm gonna try to listen to Adam Lee because I love that nice. song. Cool. Uh, that was good. Awesome. So Ben, you know I had a hard time picking. The, your best songs because uh, you know if it's not our wedding song i'm very worried no that obviously that's the best song you know you got the silver 1969 our wedding song jeff played it at our wedding i mean that that's just you know the number one song but that was so easy i want to pick a second number right. one song. right um so one i had to I, since you guys often talk about the, tr- the, the selection process i'll do that too i love hey ma by cameron and even though you might have gotten in trouble with the with the copyright people for for that clip that's a good song and it's been a good sort of family song and i listen it's on my it's on my song list uh to like pick me up but uh and then i also loved everything in its right place because i i don't love all radiohead but that radiohead song just is the best i love that song from 2000 but the number one the number the second number one song after our wedding song the one that really uh is an all-time favorite of mine because it was on the very first album I ever bought. Uh, I bought three albums in 1984. Uh, Van Halen, 1984. Rio, Duran Duran, and can you guess it? Purple Rain. All right. And so your song from 1984 is Purple Rain. I love that song and love Prince. So after you got the silver, that was your number one best one. Wait, are those your first three albums that you purchased in your lifetime? Yep. You did well. Wow. Those are They're on cassette tapes. And yeah, those are good. Way to start. Golly. All right. So one song we missed. Missed. You missed quite a few. 
Scott Shimley, you can only choose one, man. Okay, I, I will just. Th- I'm going to run through just a few artists that didn't get any love. Tupac never got any love. Yeah. You all briefly mentioned Ryan Adams, but not enough. White Stripes, not enough. And I know they're way too mid-tempo for you guys, but the Decemberists got zero love. Um, but the band that really hurt the most, and I'm, this is the song that you missed, but they had so many songs. You didn't mention them until 2013 when they broke up, but you you really didn't do R.E.M. Uh, right, and you missed Driver 8 in 1985. Uh, uh, sadly, but yeah. Don't disagree. They're my number one uh how on earth they did not make it but they will definitely get some love in season two for sure okay great that's a great list of artists that's really (laughs) that really is that's excellent talking heads would be the other yeah all right india i i didn't this was not on my original assignment so yay Uh, so i think you guys covered it all (laughs) didn't miss a single one no indy Uh, choose jimmy cliff already oh jimmy (laughs) cliff is good um yeah i I really liked um and now her name escapes me uh she does like uh i you know uh, gosh we saw her at the ryman theater and the girls not oh brandy carlisle brandy carlisle yeah i don't think anybody picked a brandy carlisle song no but that'll happen in the album thing for sure oh all right i i can't think of a you know there's a lot of songs of hers that i love so um, I can't think of a particular. You could one. choose the mother; that would fit. Mother, how about the mother? Wow. Wait, so you you both have refer- referenced albums. Have you already done your list for our next season? I'm two thirds of the way through my list. Yeah, I've and got this my... is one of the like my uh, my the misses that I have are not going to be covered on the list. Wow, you guys are on yeah. fire. I... Yeah, I was like uh, Shimmel tipped my hand on a few artists there. And his uh, list. Why didn't you talk? No, it's great. I'm just I'm, I'm thrilled. I'm not off track in my who's coming next. So that's great. Tim, have you got you? Have you purchased any records yet in anticipation of the <laughs> season two homework? So. I think you guys need to prepare yourselves for season two because invariably uh, I will only have purchased one album for a particular year. So get ready for Corey Hart's No Surrender, which would be- Yeah, fun. baby. No, no, dude, I'm ready to, I'm super psyched for Steve Miller's Greatest Hits. I oh, assume totally. that will be that year. I was out and of Baja. There was, there was marijuana involved with Steve Miller, Ben. I was out, nope. Tapau, did you buy the Tapau record? I'm sure you had that. <laughs> when does season two, two start? Uh, we're yeah, thinking, when does season two start? We're thinking like June uh, 30th, somewhere in there. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so we'll, we'll figure that out. Hey, All right. What was your first ever concert you went to? I was the Beach Boys. The Beach Boys? Yeah. That's, they must have been sort of old by then. Well, <laughs> that's, uh, they had a lot of replacement members, um, and they sang uh, some doo-wop. But yeah, it was the Beach Boys. Hey, they, they're beautiful singers. Everyone, uh, everyone had fun. Uh, all right, let's get to our three songs. Our three songs. All right. Uh, so what we're going to do is we're each going to choose three songs that we regret. And then we're going to do best and worst for each other, right? Correct. That's right. Okay. How do we want to do this? Uh, I think 
I think uh, Ben Barton starts. All right. So I'll start with the three songs. So I have a theme for the three songs. I have one song that I dropped because I couldn't even do it. I just, I just could not choose this as a song for 2010. And then I have another song that I dropped because of how mad Jeff would have gotten. Like Jeff's <laughs> head would have exploded if I had chosen this song. And then I have another song that would have made Timmy weep. And uh-huh. he just would have been so unbelievably sad. So I'll start with the one, the, the one we're going to play is the last one. That's one that'll make Jeff mad. And I just want to watch his face as we play. <laughs> Fantastic. So um, I'll start though. The song that I did not choose, my original draft for 2010 had a live version of a totally unknown U2 song from the European EP where it has four different live versions of songs from I don't even know which U2 record. Um, And it's uh, September 18th, 2010, Moment of Surrender. I love that song. I can't say how much I love it. But then I was like, really? My my only U2 song is going to be this song that no (laughs) one has heard of. Right. And it's in 2010. And I played my top 50 list for Scott Schimmel and the guys that I play poker with. And Schimmel was like, what song is that? Like, (laughs) no one who is not me (laughs) likes that song. So I had to drop that one, but I'm super sad. If you like U2, Moment of Surrender, live 2010 in Europe. Then the song that I skipped out of respect for Timmy. I believe it's 2000, the most famous Peaches song. Okay. On the album called Teaches of Peaches. It's a song that actually has good, good life advice for, you know, 20-year-olds, 30-year-olds, 40-year-olds, 50-year-olds. Okay. Fuck the Pain Away by Peaches. (laughs) Fuck the Pain Away? Yes. And that's the entire song. The song is her mumbling over a techno beat about people touching her, her, her breasts and her behind. And then the chorus is fuck the pain away, fuck the pain away, fuck the pain away. And Timmy, you would have just wept yourself to sleep. Like I, it, you never would have recovered from I'm the teaches of yeah. peaches. It wouldn't have worked out for you. I'm doing that right now. Yeah. That sounds rough. They didn't cover that in uh, Catholic school. I'm imagining. It was, and it then, was, uh, Jeff Simons. So I'm psyched for this. In middle school and in early high school, my beloved daughter, Dahlia, went into a really pretty significant country music phase. And because I attempt to reach out across these, these chasms, I was like, you know, just really tried to get into contemporary country. And there was one artist that tickled my fancy that I actually came to like more than anybody else in the family. And then when we lived in Slovenia, this was like one of our anthems. Eric Church, The Outsiders. And this is the one I'm asking Jeff to play. And I just want to watch him weep. It's like classic rock rebaked over as country. It's the best. (laughs) The in crowd with the other ones. It's a different kind of cloth that we're cut from. We let our colors show where the numbers ain't. We're the paint where there ain't supposed to be paint. That's who we are. That's how we run. The outsiders. 
So just to clarify, that is a dog of a song. They're the in crowd. We're the other ones. Oh, yeah. You're the outsiders. It's a different kind of cloth that we're cut from. We let our colors show where the numbers ain't. And this is my favorite. This is the one that kills me every time. We're the paint where there ain't supposed to be paint. paint. Like, like, (laughs) is there, is that really cool to be paint where there isn't supposed to be paint? Like, what does that even mean? We're, We're graffiti. Is that what? We are. I think that that may be what it is. So and if then, I had, if I just had to, to clarify, our family, three of the members of our family are outsiders. And then I've got sad news for India and Cannon. Uh-oh. Because a regulator's got to regulate. That's one of the lines. And that's India <laughs> Cannon. Insider. Oh, uh, there it is. <laughs> Anyhow, this song murders me. It makes me laugh every single time. The girls and I have a huge sing-along with it. We're the outsiders. And by the way, if you don't understand, that's fine. You could be an insider. That's okay. I think that that if I had to sum that sound up in three words, it would be limp biscuit melon camp. That's what that sounds like. I know you say that like that's bad. (laughs) Yes, it is. That was that was rough because his uh, his voice was jarringly bad i hate that talky shit you know i i actually really like the song rockabye by sean mullins even though i shouldn't it has everything i hate about it but i for whatever reason i just Uh love that song but that whole like low talky thing at the beginning like i'm real close to you and i'm whispering (laughs) your ear i I, that's hard for me to love man (laughs) again that's because you're an insider i'm sorry to report it but it just has to be said i'm paint where there shouldn't be paint that's what i'm like Yeah, you were you were in that that uh, you're right. That, I hate yeah, that. That sucks. That was. Uh, uh, all right, Jeff Simons, your turn. Oh, okay. So I um. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm getting binged like nonstop. For those of you listening at home, that's my life encroaching on our lovely podcast. But um, so the one I. The one I didn't pick because Ben beat me to it is Thunder Road. And the other one I didn't get a chance to pick because Ben beat me to the album is Angels of the Silences. But uh, but I want to talk about three other songs that uh, I'm not, I don't know how they didn't get on. One of my 20 all-time favorite songs and by far and away my favorite Led Zeppelin songs is What Is and What Should Never Be. I just love that song. Okay. It defines everything I like about Led Zeppelin. It's sloppy. It's fast and loose. It's got multiple parts. It's stupid but it's also great. Um, so I was really sad, but I mean, that it's that, or I want you back. And there's just no, it comes in second, but it comes right. in second to Usain Bolt. Like, what are you going to do? Right. The other song that I just absolutely love and, and, and is now apparently the title track of the greatest record ever made, according to Rolling Stone is what's going on, which I just yeah. love. I love that. I love the looseness of it. Uh, I, I, it captured me when I first heard it when I was a kid and I know we've all heard it a billion times and they've used it to sell Cheetos. And I mean, it's a bummer now that people like pull a potato chip out and they're like, what's going on? Is this potato chip? But no. I still love that song. But my third song uh, is the one I didn't pick because it would drive Ben crazy. We have a theme here. Um, I didn't pick a Rolling Stones song because I couldn't get one in the mix and I knew Ben would cover it. But 
if I had picked one, and this will try, this will probably hurt Ben a lot, but this is not my all-time favorite Stone song, but I really love it. And I almost, almost, almost picked it for 1978. You got it yet, Ben? <laughs> Didn't you send me a shattered? Miss you, beautiful. I actually think this is the greatest uh, rock disco hybrid. Uh, you know, the, every rock band made a disco song from 77 to 79, and, and a lot of them are really embarrassing and crappy. And that one just isn't. Um, it's really great. It has It's a rare Rolling Stone song with a bridge. It has that great come on, come on bridge in the middle. It breaks down completely. It comes back together. So uh, that one just didn't make it in. And I also want to say none of these bands are in season two. So like Ben, I limited my three songs I missed. Um, and I'm also gonna issue a challenge, which you guys can reject, but not only am I not gonna talk about any bands I talked about in season one, I'm not gonna talk about any bands you all talked about in season one. So my entire album list right now is bands no one has talked about yet on the podcast. So That's I'm insane. Bringing, I'm just nothing but I'm bringing new, all new it. material for season I'm two. all Kanye and TV on the radio. And right. like in 1972, <laughs> they didn't put out a record, but it's just going to be Kanye and TV on the radio. That's it. <laughs> that sounds great. By the I way, I picked lots of songs. I never talked about the band. I just said, oh, one time I was in a bar and this song came on. Like that, you could still talk about my band. I might, one of your picks was so egregiously rule breaking on every conceivable melt level that I might, I might break my own rule once, but it was fun. I went through and I was like, I really forced myself, like what's a record people probably either haven't listened to in forever or haven't listened to at all that I think is great. So I'm going to be Mr. Mr. Weird Choice all through season two. It's going to be fun. So how can I drive people away from the podcast? This is your mission. Like, <laughs> Let me make sure I pick an obscure punk band. From All right, Timmy, let's hear your three, man. Well, I, to super fans like Schimmel, they won't be they won't be obscure. He's gonna be like, finally, like it's the it's the news it's the music fan list. Don't worry, I'm not going that deep. They will they'll be happy people. Well, I you guys both picked songs um, that you thought the other the other might not like. Sadly, the uh, the song. I pick, I'm worried neither of you will like. So I'll get to that in a second. I mentioned uh, Joan Armitrading, Love and Affection. Um, I, I, I'm not a Grateful Dead fan, but I love the song Bertha. Uh, I think it's just awesome. Um, I could have uh, picked Oliver's Army at some point. I could have picked the Talking Heads song. Soft Spot for Shipping Up to Boston. But the song that I cannot believe I left on the curb is a song by the Pogues after Shane McGowan left the Pogues. No way. Post Hell's Ditch. I got some bad, I got a bad feeling. I know. So are you both sitting down? Jeff yeah. Simons, if you will play what, what I think is one of the, uh, the best love songs around to, to ease a Young Man's Broken Heart, Tuesday Morning by the Pogues. Coming up. 
Training in. Helen says she wasn't really listening. <laughs> that sounds well, good news for her because that was not a so good. <laughs> right, now listen, I quote Spinal Tap when I say it's such a thin line between clever and stupid. And <laughs> <laughs> it's such a thin line between good pokes and bad pokes. And you know what that line is? Is Shane McGowan. <laughs> Shane McGowan. You just when picked that, an Eric Church song. I understand. And I, I ate that. And I'm happy to eat that. But first, when the the banjo comes in. I was like off to a bad start. And I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to wait till the singing. They're starts. Irish. That singing is not okay. That song is really boring and bad. It's three chords with the banjo and not interesting singing. Jeff Simons. Have you ever heard, uh, what was his name? Uh, Spider, the lead singer. Who- uh, yeah. Spider Stacy. He was the, the um, penny whistle guy. Until yeah. Oh, well, became... thank God we didn't get Penny Whistle at least. <laughs> they were like, you know what sucks is the Penny Whistle. Let's make this guy the singer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of with, I'm kind of with Ben on this. Like the problem with the Pogues is when they lose their the careening out of control thing, they sound they start to sound like the Hot House Flowers, who I know you also really like. I love Hot like, House Flowers. I know you do, but there's like a. You know, like the pogues are exciting when it feels like it's about to crash and burn. Like it's the the recklessness of them is is a large part of their appeal. And that's just like that's all very well recorded. And there's a click track and everything is clean and it loses. It's like it's way more. That song has more to do with Mumford and Sons than it does with the original pogues. And, And that's part of the heartbreak. Right. It's like, oh, fellas. You used to be so exciting and, and a little dangerous and thrilling, and now you're very comfortable. It's not a Ben's being too harsh. It's not a bad song. Well, does he leave? It's not a good song. Does you he know? leave the band because he's just in too bad a shape to continue with them? They kick him out because he misses so many gigs yeah, and blows so bad. many things for them. And he he has his own thing. It's called Shane McGowan and the Popes, and it's not very good. You know, it's but it it's, makes it makes sense that once they lose that. Uh, that kind of tragic figure they go to like a nice safe song rather well than- you know what's funny is they toured with joe strummer from the clash as mcgowan's replacement for for a year uh-huh. before joe strummer died and i think they thought like here's the perfect like a sober version of shane mcgowan would be great but there's a whole live album and it's not that good and i mean nobody loves joe strummer more than me but mcgowan was like the secret like not the band having to, to play not knowing whether he would come in be singing the right song or bother to sing the whole thing. Like it gave everything this just extra electric lift. And when it's reliable and they can all count on each other, it's a little, it's, I mean, it is safe derivative. What made it interesting was it was like, 
it was our anarchic derivative. So. Uh, you're wrong. And I can't wait <laughs> to pull a Hot House Flowers album uh, when we get to the 80s this summer. And you're just I can't wait. You're going to have to listen to the Hot House Flowers. Let's go. I already have. I lived with you for three summers. I know all about the Hot House Flowers. Me and the Hot House Flowers are like this. All right. So we get to do best and worst for each other. Yeah. Let's start okay. with worst so we end on a positive note. Beautiful. Okay. I love it. Um, worst, Timmy. Yeah. It's a, it's a rich field. There really is a lot. <laughs> when we do best, I will praise you more. And in fact, I will tell you that your highest highs are higher than Jeff's highest highs, in my opinion. Like, okay. Your list That's had, I, some, I, had all, oh, like, no. you had seven different songs that were like number two or three on my list where I was Ooh. like, we, and you'll hear it when you listen to the point where like, oh, Timmy, that, I was not faking it at all. Like, they were really just like right there where I wanted to choose them and I chose something else and then you chose them for me. I was thrilled. Um, and then you had a whole bunch of like relatively harmless songs where I was like, I don't like this act and it's also not their best song, but whatever. Um, and then you had some bad songs. Okay. Crimes now, against humanity. Yeah. Now, some, like, here's the thing. Excluding the song that I'm about to name, the bad songs were at least popular songs. So Friends in Low Places, I'm not going to choose. Dude, I have been to Neyland Stadium when 106,000 people sang singing that. that song. Yeah. Like, it's like the 50 million Elvis fans can't be wrong. Like, that's a song that is beloved by a lot of people. Like I Islands in the Stream. Beloved. Totally. Islands in the yep. Stream. That's Believe me, that was a disaster. And there's a lot better Dolly Parton songs. But again, that was a gargantuan, massive yeah. hit. And they, like I could stop, like it's, if I stopped 20 people in the grocery store that I go to in Knoxville and I asked them, do you like Islands in the Stream? There'd be a bunch of them. At least one person would be like, that's my favorite song. Literally. They would so just love saying, that song. You're saying I picked a bad song that was also unpopular. No, no. Then, oh, then, this is the one that I'm going to choose, right, which is, is the Mia Magdalena one. How can you freaking choose a modern monkey song God, that Schimmel's no one's time. heard? Literally no one in the universe has heard this song. Scott Schimmel's like, that's a good song. That that does not it's count like at all. Time. Scott's on the list of no one. Like, that's not a real song. That song sucked and it wasn't popular. Like, you were like, like I don't know how you chose that one. That one was a disaster. You don't want to know how I chose it. Spotify just continually shoves me and Magdalena at me whenever I pick a playlist. Your corporate masters really want you to like that? Okay, that's good. Uh, yeah, Jeff's turn. Uh, okay, well... Uh, oh, wait, wait. No, Ben. You oh, no, wait, I'm supposed to say. Yeah. So um, one of the things that was really interesting when I went back and looked at the list. So uh, we've all been friends for a long time. Jeff and I have been friends for a really long time. We have a huge amount of overlap. I was amazed. I was like gobsmacked by the number of songs that Jeff chose where I was like, oh, I like that one, but I like this one better. And then when you go back and look at it as a theme, I was like, that's really weird. Like yeah. there's like 18 songs that Jeff chose where I was like, oh, wow, I like this, but I like something else better. And I actually went back and looked at it. The one that stuck out for me the most when I did it was um, Jesus Land. So huh. songs for Silverman, I love, I don't like, I love that record. 
And there's two songs on that record that are just all timers where I desperately wanted to choose them for that year. And Jesus Land is like the, I don't know, the sixth or seventh best song on that record. So that's the one I'm going to choose. Fascinating. All right. Those are good choices. Um, I would, I've been doing worst and then we're going to all do best. Yeah, totally. So I'm going to go with the Drake song that Scott mentioned, uh, not because there are better Drake songs, but because you're just not helping you're not helping the future of uh, American art by and or world art. I guess Drake is a world artist um, by uh, by pumping that song up. I really hated that song. And like I, I, I went back and listened to it again. I was like, I hate it even more than I thought I hated it. So that, <laughs> I really, really don't like that. I won't mention any of the songs you, you capped on Tim for. I will mention his Tim, your most egregious pick for me is is the longest song that you picked as well. Because it is, no, no, Paradise by the Dashboard Light. (laughs) That's a bad one. But that's at least really popular. That's at least really popular. But here's the thing. It's responsible for like this really unfortunate, like maybe what great music is, is when we take rock music and musicals and and just kind of mush them together and we can have characters and we can tell little stories. I mean, we we can have Phil Rizzuto in there. That... I just, I mean, that songwriter even, just died. I even when I was eight years old, Jim Steinman, even yeah. when I was eight years old and it was popular and I knew I was supposed to like it, there was a part of me that was like, this is cheesy as can be. And it, it's gotten worse and worse and worse. And that record's unlistenable. Like every song's nine minutes long. And that's probably the best song on an awful record. I'll give you that. And it's also one of those like, yes, it's massively popular, but like, Lots of things are massively popular that shouldn't be, you know, and, and, and you're like reminding people of that. Like we, I just imagine people podcast like, Oh yeah, meatloaf. And you yeah. started a whole meatloaf thing yeah. on Spotify where like people are now getting meatloaf again when they turn it on. <laughs> That's on you. I, that's your fault that people I, are listening I, to meatloaf and it hurts my feelings. So I that's, will that's yours. totally take it. I want you. I need you but there ain't no way I'm ever going to love you. I mean, I mean, two out of three ain't bad, Jeff Cyrus. Anyway, so those are my two. All right. Uh, I'll be quick. Uh, Roll Them Easy is a terrible song, Ben. I don't know what you were thinking. Um, Whoa, really? That's out of left field for sure. And and the whole four or five seconds, like, uh, I don't know. I'm supposed to like bow before Kanye. Have you, have you listened to him sing on that song? When he's like, Something like I'm gonna spaz. Really? That's the lyric you came up with. I'm gonna spaz. God, he's flat, he can't sing, and the lyrics are terrible in four or five seconds. Um, the only reason I like karate um is because <laughs> I like your pronunciation, by the way. Me too. I like that very, very uh motherfucker uh a bunch. I was like, okay, I'll I'll pass on that. Um and hold the line. Major Laser, not working for you. Your story was that he recorded the Jamaican operator saying, "Hold the line." That's it. That was the <laughs> contribution. Jeff Simons, this ain't no picket picnic. Mer- not your picnic. Mer- I knew I was working uphill on that one. Merchandise. Oh, that one hurts my feelings. Both of them I are not my scene, and I don't like those songs, but I think you understand I do why I don't like those songs. 
So your worst pick isn't either one of those. Instead, it is your egregious, sappy, overly sentimental. And by the way, this criticism is coming from me. I know, this is scary. <laughs> In Your Eyes by Peter oh, oh, that's on. a good one. That did oh, suck. Come on. <laughs> I'm holding up my jukebox. <laughs> I love that song. All right. I'll eat that one. But... It's been an amazing year on this podcast. Uh, we have we have met weekly to to talk about our our lives and to talk about how music has affected our lives. So we're going to end on a positive note. We're going to go out on a high. Um, and, and what I did when I started thinking about best songs that your picks, uh, I, I was thinking about not only the stories you told and how you reshaped some of these songs for me. But also, you introduced me to a bunch of bunch of songs and a bunch of music that was not in my life previous to this podcast. And I'm so grateful that you guys agreed to do this podcast uh, because you've opened up like like new avenues for me, um, especially to process what has been a really really hard year. So so props to you guys. Way to go! Um, I'm gonna go last. Ben Barton, take over. All right, so as I mentioned to Timmy, Fairy Tale in New York, I Can Never Take a Place in Your Man, One, Fake Plastic Trees, Highlands, Fairy Tale in New York, All of My Friends, Wrecking Ball, and 24 Frames. Like, Woo. those are all like just top 100 songs for me. I yeah. freaking love those songs. Great song. But I'm not going to choose those. Oh. Because there's one song on this entire podcast that I downloaded and I've added to my running mix. Get out. Is it the Frug? I it is the, the Frug, Frug baby! Because yeah, I can do the Frug, too! And I can do the Frug I can do the Robo That one, I just absolutely love that one, Timmy. And I know that you're a Jenny Lewis guy, and Uh I know that you'd be particularly pleased that that one won me over. Go, Jenny Lewis. Uh, So for Jeff, um, I've got a two-sided coin. Oh. One is Lithuania, and that's the classic Jeff Simon song. I would have chosen it for that year, but I was like, I can't take it. That's that's actually Jeff's song. Um, (laughs) And I I should note that there are many, many years here where these are songs that either inspire Jeff or passed along to me by Jeff or whatever. Like I can't, it's really enriched my life to know his music uh, taste. And then the other one is Tightrope. Like it just made me really happy. That's That's a modern song where he was like embracing the new. I loved it. Yeah. All right, Jeff, do it. All right, so you each picked two of my all-time top 20 songs, so I just got to give a shout-out for Thunder Road from Ben, which was Woo. just, uh, I am with you, Ben. That song is just monstrous. And Tim, I can never take the place of your man, which is the Prince song for me, like my favorite song from Sign of the Times, which is my favorite Prince record. And I I mean, Purple Rain is unquestionably the moment, but, um, you know, no, I think Sound of the Times is the high point, but I am going to get sentimental. Like for for Ben, 
it was the story. It was the memories it brought up. It was just the, the hilarity of the entire thing. Uh, I'm going with Humpty Dance for Ben, oh, nice. my favorite. Just like a classic Ben song, right? Like what Ben is good at is unfettered joy, right? Like when Ben hears a song that brings him joy, he's like, I will, I just love that. And that's the end of that. And it's a tie with Freedom 90 because those two songs are just ingrained in my head. Like a sweaty Ben Barton jumping up and down <laughs> as the as the floor of 710 College Avenue starts to slowly cave in during a party is my forever so memory of uh of that. And then and then Tim, yeah, you had I agree, you had such a uh you had such a crazy um run, but I'm gonna go with the turning point. I feel like I don't know about you, Ben, but there was a moment when you know, Tim was kind of casting around. He was looking for an identity and he was like, he was going to stick with the, you know, the, well, I'm just the regular guy. But, <laughs> you know, when he went with most of the time in, oh, that's uh, a good one. Uh, in yeah. 89, it just, and, and again, he almost dropped the ball completely the next year with the Garth Brooks pick. But <laughs> most of the time when, when, when Tim tipped his toe in the water, like maybe my opinion is not just third maybe I'm one third of the opinion. And from uh, then on, the picks just had resonance and he was he was bringing the real, he wasn't just bringing dessert, he was bringing the, the right. entree from that point on. So I'm gonna go with that one because I also just love that song. Oh, such a great um, song. Unabashedly, so. But yeah, I will, I will echo what Ben said. Like I, what I really realized is uh, not only are the two of you just like, woven into the fabric of my entire adult life but so are your opinions and your soundtracks like i i forget like a song will come on my ipod and i'm like oh this is my song and then i'm like no it's not it's ben's no it's ten's but it's <laughs> it's not yours anymore it's mine too there was so much glue that this uh revealed and i i am both excited to find out all the more glue there is and also to like start to to find and discuss the stuff that hasn't see that that right. we haven't hasn't seeped in yet in season two that'll be a fun kind of that's gonna be fun yeah but yeah i i what what ben always says tim like you uh like you always do you are the center spoke on the wheel of, of happiness right you bring <laughs> bringing the people together since 1970 well thank you my friend uh yeah it, it's been great uh, you know i, I don't want to i don't want to get uh too sentimental now uh after our, our incredible year that we've had together. But I, I will say, Jeff, that that some of your music selections like really had a profound effect on me this year. Um, you made me think of, of the career of Los Lobos a and how their career has not been like straight to the top, um, but nor has it been this dispiriting grind. Yeah, they just get together and they make music. Um, and that song you picked, uh, I don't know what year it was. Was it 90? 90... 92. 92. Yeah. comes to town. It's just a beautiful song. And you're right. He's got a remarkable voice. Uh, so I love that. Do you remember that we had to cut down a tree in your backyard in Marietta? And the only CD we had was a Los Lobos CD. How That's what I... That whole Lobos vacation yeah. is like yeah. that is having that shitty chainsaw that caught yeah. fire while we were trying to cut the tree branches down yeah. and then playing ping pong to that Los Lobos record. That's the only <laughs> thing I can think of when those songs come on is that. So. Um, 
and then kiss off and, and your description of, uh, of, of just that you were so far ahead musically uh, than I was at that age. And the fact that you were listening to them is, is amazing. Um, but let's go back to Ireland. Your best pick was We Will Not Be Lovers ah, by the Water Boys. And you made, like I've heard that song so many times, you made me hear it in a new way uh, and appreciate Mike Scott even more. So I love that. Um, ben Barton, I had never heard You Got the Silver. And I love that song now. And to see India like pick it as her favorite is so fun. It's such a great song. Um, that Aretha Franklin performance, oh, Love the yeah. One You're With. That's a Jeff one originally. But yeah, but you owned, I mean, like, you're the one who you're the one who really fell for it and brought it back to me. You know what I mean? Like that's the of, other thing that happens. So. Out of all the songs that you guys picked, the one that I have played the most, and Jeff Simons, I'd like you to play it for us now. I mean, think about this. Jeff picked 50 songs, Ben picked 50 songs. The one I have played the most in this past year has been Hey Ma by Cameron. Oh my God, so great. Come man up. I'm 18 and live a crazy life. You know what's great is I almost picked that as my favorite band because I am playing the shit out of this song too. It kills me. Yeah. Come on. Hey ladies. Hey mom. What's up? Let's slide. All right. All right. All right. We gon' get it. You smoke. I smoke. I drink. Me too. Well, good. We gon' get hot. Yo, now it's downtown clubbing, ladies night Seen shorty, she was crazy right And I approached baby light Mom, what's your age and type? She looked at me and said, you's a baby, right? I told her, I'm 18 and live a crazy life Plus I tell you what the 80s like And I know what the ladies like Need a man that's polite Listens and takes advice i could be all three plus i can lay the pipe oh, you so faded out and plus i can lay the pipe <laughs> that's perfect timing imagination i'll tell you what this has been so much fun i wish i had been on that subway uh with the two of you when salt and pepper played ben barton that because that story that might yeah have been that was pretty epic of our podcast um to, to, to picture a New York City subway doing a conga line to uh, <laughs> oh, that's awesome. All right. Hello. Another triumph. Well done. Well done. Well done. Good so we're night. going, we're going dark, right? Like people to go people, dark for so people to go back and catch up and share it with other people. That's oh yeah, plan. totally. With the production staff and the marketing people, they need a vacation. They need you know? a They've been working really hard. Great. Let's uh-huh. give a quick shout out to everybody behind the scenes. There we go. No, no, hold on. <laughs> That's Tim. Just say Tim. Uh, no, this is gonna be great. We're gonna let's let's plan on like a late June uh, season two, 1969. We're gonna do the the Grammy winner for album of the year, the best selling album of the year. Ah, oh, there the, we go. And then the three of us are gonna pick what we think is the best album of each year, and we're gonna do another 50 years because. What hey, Timmy, what are you going to do for um, invitation to cynicism? Do you have a new? You're going to have to have a new a new trick. Yeah, right? we need a new we need a new uh, wrinkle. 
or one of us. We'll have we'll have the guys in creative come up with a new uh, shtick. For sure. All right, guys. Hold on. Instead of invitation and cynicism, I think we just have space news. Just read us whatever NASA did that year. And you can alternate. You can do one year, give me space news. The next year, it could be colonoscopy, space news, colonoscopy. That'd be pretty that great. sounds good. I love how Michael Jorgensen was on my side. He's like, yes, yeah, space. Oh, dude, he was the great. That he was, was like, oh, it's interesting you should mention that. It was amazing. Yeah, that was amazing when that, when that. He was also a- like, I was hanging out at Elon Musk's house or whoever <laughs> yeah. it was. I was like, what is going on here? Yeah. Yeah, that had, that took all kinds of turns. That was oh, great. great. Uh, all right, Scott, nice meeting you. Scott, well, always a pleasure, my friend. Peace. All right, adios. Bye, Bye everyone. Bye. like we made it the end of season one of 50 years of music with 50 year old white guys thanks so much for joining us on this little journey cannot wait for season two so start picking out your favorite albums from each year 1969 all the way through 2020 and we can have a big old debate together when you're done today is working for me do you believe that for yourself Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement, inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on ElectroCast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. ElectroCast. Miles, are you ready to record our promo for Season 2 of the Wannabet Podcast? David, have you ever seen a grown man naked? Miles, we're not here to quote lines from Airplane. We're here to tell people that Season 2 starts August 18th. But I like Airplane. I know you do, but Wannabet is a sports betting podcast. Each week we bet $1,000 on the NFL teams and games that we love. Well, that sounds like fun. It is fun. And last year you picked over 60% of your games correctly. How'd you do? We're not talking about that. We are telling people that they can find us every Friday. No more movie quotes. Roger, Roger. Electric acid. Electric acid.